Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. And I'm Marn. This is the Teen Angst Adventure Pod, a Lonely Girl 15 <laughs> recap podcast, uh, where we rewatched the entirety of season one of Lonely Girl 15 and talk about the arg that happened behind it. <laughs> I, th- I really thought you were going to imply that we were going to recap all of Lonely Girl 15. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to end this Discord call. <laughs> we live here now. Marn brought this on herself, and I'm not letting her quit. <laughs> Oh boy. Alright, so yeah, we're talking about the end of Lonely Girl 15 today, and by the end, I mean the end of season one, but also the end of our coverage on it. Yep. (laughs) Because foolishly, we were like, we could watch like 700 episodes of this, and then we really got into the thick of it, and we were like, no, we can't. I could keep watching this. Um, I I would die. Also, the thing about Lonely Girl 15 is it really only has like two seasons and then they get into like the weird like spin-off shows mm-hmm. it feels weird i it, it it feels weird that the ending episodes we watched for today um so for people that are just catching up uh we started today at um what the lonely girl wiki has listed at 173 called about the gun and we went through the ending of the series uh, or the ending of the season um it's weird to me that they call it Lonely Girl 15 Season 1, like, in the finale. Yeah, that is weird. Just because they they focus so much on it being like, hey, this is a real series playing out over multiple YouTube channels, but then it's like, Season 1 is ending now. It's weird that they just gave up the... They just kind of gave up the ghost and were like, yep, this is a series, and this is a season finale. So, uh, we'll be back soon. Bye, everyone. Yeah, it's... It is really... Like, as pretty much as soon as people discover that it was, like, a, a web series being, like, produced and filmed, they they just kind of gave up on any, like, pretense at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, it, it it's weird to me that they were just like, yep, we're just gonna lean into it now. Now it's a show. Now that we're, uh, you know, we're done with that part. Like, with that in mind, like, it's, I, I've given Lonely Girl 15 a lot of shit, but, like... It's actually kind of cool what it's doing in trying to tell a story in the same universe, all from the same YouTube channel, or from from different YouTube channels, all coalescing into one coherent story. Um, I feel like I kind of lost sight of that since I've been watching this just in playlist view, but that's actually a pretty cool way to tell a story, um, especially one that you're starting back at like the start of the YouTube vlogging era. Um, nowadays, you see stuff like that happen, not all the time, but like... It's a lot easier to see something like that in today's world, but back then, that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. It's neat to start that idea, even if I feel like it really didn't go a lot of great places. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong. Lonely Girl 15 is three seasons, and then there's like three spin-off seasons. Lonely Girl The Resistance, Lonely Girl Revelations... Lonely Girl, The Last Airbender. <laughs> it's uh, it's The Resistance, The Last, and Outbreak. And The Last and Outbreak were, uh, like, fan seasons, basically. I watched that, uh, that YouTube video about, um, did I kill Lonely Girl 15? Um, uh-huh. it's kind of wild to see how it just kind of, how, how the brand kind of fizzled out. Um, for something that was something like 
I, I remember people talking about this a lot back when I was on YouTube, you know, around when it was happening. And it's amazing that the brand just kind of completely fizzled and died to the point where a couple years ago, people were like, we're going to bring back Lonely Girl 15. And people were like, eh, I'm kind of yeah. good. Yeah, in in 2016 they did like a like a little mini series called uh what was it called? Uh Lonely Girl 15 Anchor Cove and it was like only supposed to be I think like a couple videos and they released like three videos and I guess like not a lot of people were into it and they like didn't want to keep sinking money into it and like they went over budget or whatever and they were like, well, we're just going to end it after releasing six videos. That's all we're doing. <laughs> I know the, um, the, the, did I kill Lonely Girl 15 video was interesting. Cause he said, you know, he submitted like a pilot quote unquote for a Lonely Girl spinoff show. And then they gave him like a budget of $5,000 for multiple episodes. And like, mm-hmm. If you're doing a full production and stuff like that, that's not a lot of money, especially if you don't have things like cameras or sound equipment or anything like that. Um, it's wild that they were like, yeah, we'll do that and expect a lot of a lot of episodes out of that. The guy said that, you know, well, I ended up making like three times the amount of episodes that I was asked for, which only furthered that problem. But it's wild how it started off as a... Um, you know, probably lower budget than you would need for, like, a, a you know, full-on TV release, but higher budget than you would expect. That's kind of how, I don't know, every filming or thing like that that costs money, it's always surprising to me how much it actually costs to get what you need, but um, I don't know. It's wild. The, 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 the brand was so far gone at that point that it was like, this is what we can devote to a season. Um good luck we're not gonna write it we're not gonna work on it we're not gonna really do anything with it except for approve it because we're busy rolling out a social media website that's gonna fail so yeah he also said like he uh he was only supposed to film like six episodes or whatever like one a week and then he just like decided that he was gonna film two a week yeah and that's folks that's what we call scope creep in tech uh don't do it. <laughs> uh, stick to an outline. Otherwise, things are going to go off the rails really fast, especially if you're working with a shoestring budget as it is. Yeah. The Lonely Girl 15 gang also has, like, a weird history of working with, like, failed social media sites. There's a lot of uh, a lot of links on the wiki that were like, yeah, go to Rever to find this answer. I was like, well, I guess I'm not watching that video because... That website yeah. hasn't existed in years. And Kate Modern was hosted on, like, Bebo, which I don't even know if it exists anymore. Oh, man. That's a that's a word I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, yes, it seems that Bebo no longer exists. Well, luckily for y'all, you can check out my exclusive web series, which I'm developing and hosting exclusively on the newly revamped MySpace. So... You want to check me out in my new advanced projects? That's the best place to be. <laughs> Lonely Girl Fifteen was also on MySpace. Yeah, it was. I'm in good pedigree. The hey, the Cloverfield ARG took place on uh, on MySpace. I don't know why a lot of ARG creators thought that like MySpace was gonna 
be huge. I mean, everyone did, and then it died. Like, it, I'm surprised that Facebook ate MySpace just because of how big MySpace felt when it started. And looking back, how many more features MySpace had than Facebook did at the time. That's true. But then I know that my generation was like, oh, well, MySpace is lame now, but Facebook is cool. So we're all moving to Facebook. And I guess enough people thought that, that it tanked an entire social media platform. I don't know. Wild. There's probably some, like, retrospective that, like, it's really about investors or some shit, but... It's wild how that happened. I know it like pivoted to a uh, a a music website basically, like not like mm-hmm. a streaming site, but just like host your band here. Yeah, it. I I guess because it was really big with like bands and musicians back when the MySpace boom happened, and maybe it just continued to be a thing. I don't know. What they should have done was pivot to do what I use it for, which was watching bootleg anime. A bootleg episodes of anime, one third at a time. Oh my god! That's how I watch Naruto. That's a really big brain way to watch anime. <laughs> it was two thousand six, Marn. I, I I I had to work with what I had. You didn't just watch it on YouTube. YouTube was the Lonely Girl era. They didn't have... Well, I guess they did have some, but MySpace had a better... There was one guy dedicated to uploading Naruto, like, in 10-minute chunks um, that would just host them. And so I was like, oh, wow, uh, they're on episode, like, 100 and something. I wonder what episode we're on in English. And then I typed, like, what the last thing I'd seen was, and it was episode, like, 14. And I was like, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll just watch all of this on MySpace. Instead of using it to socialize and make friends. So maybe that's why MySpace failed. I was too busy watching anime instead of using it for its right purpose. Yeah, that makes sense to me. (laughs) Do we want to get into questions for this episode? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's start getting in here. Um, We got our first episode coming, or first question coming in from Elle. What would you name Bree's dad? I really just do like him only being called Bree's dad. I agree. I think Bree's it's really funny. In loving memory of Bree's dad is one of the is probably my favorite thing that's come out of this uh, this site. Just that one <laughs> title card. Um, I would also, if not that, I'd like to give him just like an incredibly normie name. Just like this is uh, Tom Jones. Yeah, Bree's dad, Tom Jones. Um, uh. here, let's see, uh, <laughs> large boulder the size of a small boulder asks, LG15 feels, seems very much a product of its time, both in content and how the creators approached making it. What would LG15 look like if it were made today? What weird details would this hypothetical modern uh, LG15 have that would make it instantly dated? So I can actually answer that canonically because Ooh. in the 2016 revival they gave Daniel a Snapchat. <laughs> um, there's no one I want to follow less on Snapchat than Daniel Beast. <laughs> I think he, I think they also did like a fa- like Facebook live streams too. Okay, see, those feel. Those don't feel very dated. Maybe just on platform-wise, but, like, 
I could see something like um, a pivot to Twitch or something like that. Oh um, boy. Um, I like. <laughs> on one hand, we get them doing just chatting every once in a while, but on the other hand, I would love to see like Lonely Girl fifteen. Daniel's just chilling in Minecraft, talking about uh, relationships and uh, what's going on with the order. Oh my god. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What what's something that could be added today that would make it like instantly dated? Um, I feel like a lot of the like fashion, obviously, that feels like a dumb thing to say about any kind of media thing, but I feel like um, I don't know. Looking at the show now, there's a lot of times you look at the characters and you go, "Oh, this is like these are cool teens in 2006." Um, yeah, oh my god, what was happening with Daniel's hair in this, like, whole series of episodes that we just watched? I, I don't know. Um, and I will say, uh, Jonas perfected the, like, just got out of bed and, you know, accidentally threw a little bit of gel in my hair and it stuck like that for a good section of episodes. To the point where he was like, yeah, I went ahead and cut my hair. And I was like, did you? Because it still <laughs> looks like a bush. Um, I feel like the product placement would be done a lot worse, which is a yes big thing to say because it's not great in this show, but like the Neutrogena product placement that was here, I actually thought was kind of good. Um, yeah, I, I, I remembered it being worse. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... If you hadn't told me there was a character introduced as Neutrogena product placement, I wouldn't have realized that that's who that character was. Um, and when you had warned me about them, I thought that they were going to be a lot different of a character. I expected them to be, like, somebody constantly using Neutrogena products. Not, like hey, I'm a scientist, I work for Neutrogena, like, in a lab, I can help you with lab shit. Um, yeah. Also, I'm, like, the least cool member of the cast. <laughs> We're gonna get into it, but I think that that's why his character works, is because he's the least cool member of the cast. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think... I feel like... Oh, go ahead. I feel like modern day Lonely Girl 15 would have like Riverdale style product placement. I don't know what that means, but with what I know about Riverdale, I can't imagine it's great. There's like, Riverdale has like a really weird philosophy on product placement where it's like they just jam it in wherever they can. So like while teens are being murdered and like the town is being stalked by serial killers, there'll be characters that are like, I'm going on a date that I met on Bumble. Bumble is a dating app for cool teens to use. <laughs> we would get a lot of that. And I think that like half of the things that we get, uh, those kind of, uh, like, that we get that kind of lip service of would just be gone within, like, two years of the series ending. Correct. It's also, like, especially weird in Riverdale because they do a thing where all of the brands are usually fake. Like, they just make up fake, ridiculous names for the brands. So it's, like, extra weird when they start talking about real brands. They'll be like, the this, is, this is Our Space and Face Page and Tinder. 
because yeah. one of them paid. Like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> they also like. I think, like, one of the showrunners directed the movie Love, Simon, and there's literally an entire episode where, like, the B-plot is a bunch of the characters going to see Love, Simon in the Riverdale movie theater. I respect that. I respect that really hard, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I respect that grift. (laughs) I mean... I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, Riley Hopkins writes in and asks, how much of an ARG does a web series need to have for y'all to watch it? Uh, where do you separate from being an ARG podcast to a web series rewatch? Uh, the hard and fast rule that I follow is when Marn tells me to. <laughs> um, I am. Um... <laughs> I, so... At this point, I feel like we technically could keep watching Lonely Girl 15 because there do continue to be puzzles, like, throughout the rest of, like, season two and season three, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into it in these episodes, but, like, I don't know. After recording part two, I was we were both just like, so we're not expecting to go beyond this season, right? Um I think that uh, to go behind the scenes a little bit for the show, I feel like I kind of feel like four is like the most we can do about a single topic. Um, yeah. And at least like in one chunk, I could see us doing I could see us covering something else in a couple of chunks of multiple episodes. But like that's a lot of episodes to be talking about the same thing. Um, and I do feel like. I feel like um, Lonely Girl 15 had enough ARG stuff going on in the early episodes to, like, make it worth talking about here. If the entire series were just ha- had just as much, like, interactive content as the back episodes, maybe not. Um, because as much as I enjoy characters interacting on the forums and, like, small puzzles being involved in the show... To me, that's not enough to make it a quote-unquote ARG, all caps, big quotation marks, enshrine it in, like, the, enshrine it in bronze. Um, But, that's a whole spectrum of people, like, that's a whole definitive spectrum. That's just where I fall on it. Um, yeah, so I, w- I was thinking last night about how, for Halloween this year, I kind of want to cover Tribe 12, but, like... Tribe 12 is a weird one because it starts off with not a lot of ARG elements. Like, the there were, like, live streams where the, uh, the, the viewers could, like, directly interact with the main character. And then it, it got, like, really, really, really heavily into ARG stuff in the past couple years um, because uh, the creator started producing less videos and focusing more on the ARG stuff. Um, and I, I feel like when it eventually ends or if we end up covering it for Halloween, we're going to have a really weird time with that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things that you're going to be like, look, I swear this is going to get good. 
you're gonna have to give it like a couple hundred episodes before it starts getting to an arc. <laughs> I mean, the live streams are genuinely really good, and I they some of them come early enough that it makes it worth it for me. <laughs> <laughs> like the the editing in the live streams is just like really weird and does a lot of weird stuff with like time and like spatial logic of like the room that he films it in it's very cool <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm excited to talk about it i i think that when we eventually talk about marble hornets we're also going to run into this problem because uh marble hornets is the most like well-known web series but it is also the one with like the least arg components gotcha yeah i um i don't know the the ultimate answer to the question riley is just like uh, when it kind of feels that <laughs> vibe um i know that like with lonely girl these past two episodes have, well i guess the last episode didn't really but the back half of it did um but like that episode and i assume this episode is going to feel more like a web series rewatch and i personally feel like the um everyman hybrid was more of a rewatch series than it was yeah an arg podcast so it's uh it's a tough line to draw and i feel like the line is a different spot for different things unfortunately which on one hand feels kind of like um like double standards but i think that's <laughs> just how you evaluate media you know the real puzzle at every mid hybrid is what the fuck is going on ever <laughs> do we want to talk about the second half of riley's question yes sorry i yes um they also had a, a follow-up in their question of why do you think so many web series utilize arg elements i feel like it's because people like to feel like they have influence over the stuff that they're watching especially when it's on like a social media platform mm -hmm. and it's more interesting for people to like watch a series on youtube or even just like watch like a like a video game let's player on youtube when like that person is interacting with a chat or like acknowledging that people's comments are being heard mm-hmm I don't know. I feel like it's it's literally just like a human interaction thing. Maybe I'll just start adding puzzles to my uh to my my Twitch streams. Yeah, you should do it. Not even just like not even a full on ARG. Just like here's a puzzle you can solve in the in the in the in the comments while I'm busy playing Pokemon Coliseum. I think that also like especially now in the year of our Lord twenty twenty like. Our culture really likes to overanalyze things and, like, mm -hmm. believe that a lot of things have a much deeper meaning than they do. So it's very, like, inherently satisfying for people when they get to dig deep into a thing and realize that there is actually more for them to, like, work on and think about. Yeah, the other day... um, I don't know if you know this, uh, the anime One Piece has a, uh, a commercial collaboration with Cup Noodle in Japan, um, where they'll produce, like, little 30-second, uh, commercials for them about, like, basically a high school AU for, uh, the characters oh, yes, in I One Piece. Oh, yes, I know Piece. about this. Um, uh -huh. which is, it's, it's fun. They're cute little commercials. Um, they're usually about 30 seconds long, and the other day I watched one, and the, like, recommended video under it was, um... 
an explainer video about all of the references and Easter eggs you might have missed in that 30 second ad. And the video was 18 minutes long. Oh, my God. People love going in and analyzing things that, like, probably don't need to be deeply analyzed. Especially, I didn't watch the video because I, I, I respect my time a little bit more than that. Uh, not much, surprisingly, but just enough. Um, but I can't imagine there was much in that video beyond just, hey, the background character in this shot, that's King Wapple from Drum Island. Now, you may know about King Wapple is that he got blasted off by Luffy and landed on such and such island <laughs> where he became king. Um, like, I can't imagine there's much beyond that. People love making content that gets to look at and analyze and talk about the things that they love, but they also like watching other people do that. Um, that's, I mean, that's part of why I think Twitch took off as a platform. It's, it's not just that people want to watch, like, like people want to play video games. The step beyond that is people want to see people playing video games because they want that like reflective element in the content that they consume. Um, uh-huh. It's cool to reflect on a thing beyond just consuming it. And so watching a streamer, I don't know, watching a cutscene for a video game hits differently than, than watching a streamer watch a cutscene for a video game and then say, that sucks. Um, and so I feel like that kind of reactive element being built into the thing that you're working on just makes a lot of people enjoy it more. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I was also thinking while you were talking that possibly one of the only web series that we're not going to cover on this podcast is uh, Pets Cop, because the Pets Cop community is, like, extremely serious about it not being an ARG. Like, it is a web series to be analyzed. It is not an ARG. (laughs) If we put out a special episode of the Argonauts in which we don't analyze an ARG, we instead (laughs) analyze a web series... Would that be enough to satisfy them, or would we get beaten down by the raging hordes? No, I think they would be okay with that. They just, like, there was, like, a whole thing where Nightmind covered it, and they got really angry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's not repeat Nightmind's mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Snow writes in and asks, who's your favorite lonely girl? Does this, okay, does this mean lonely girls in general, or, like, who is our favorite out of the cast of Lonely Girl 15? Both. Who's your favorite generic Lonely Girl? Hmm. Um, I have been watching more of the Tangled TV show, so probably Rapunzel. Okay. That's a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> um, my answer is, uh, <laughs> it's a weird one. Uh, Asuka Langley Shoryu from, uh, end of Evangelion, the first half, in which she sits in a robot disassociating at the bottom of a lake, <laughs> uh, which is really my dream state, is just to be... Mm-hmm. Now, she's not having a good time, but she is simply vibing in a mech in the sea, uh, and I could do that. You could do that. I would love to simply vibe in a mech in the sea, maybe with a little less trauma. Who could say? Um, <laughs> and then my favorite lonely girl in the cast... Uh, probably Sarah. I mean, are we, are we saying just the girls or can we say anybody in the cast? I was going just the girls. If it's anybody, it's, it's Jonas. 
Yeah, I mean Jonas with like Spencer is a hard second. Yeah, like and it's it's a it's a far gap between the two. And then it's a far <laughs> gap between them and everyone else. Yeah. Actually, I'll say I I'm a Taylor respecter in here. I like Taylor. Taylor's all right. She doesn't get a lot to do, but she does what the things that she does get to do, she like she gets into and she does it. And I I appreciate that about her. I like that she's a hacker. <laughs> a hacker that's never played Pac-Man before. Uh-huh. All right. I think, is that all of our questions? Um, We did get one from a, a Twitter handle with the default profile with only one follower that asked, what would someone have to offer for you to join a cult? Yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I do feel like we're being solicited to join a cult. All right. Um, so now that we're done with questions, what do you say we get into the final recap of Lonely Girl 15? Let's do it. Hell yeah. So what do you think of this set of episodes, Marn? Uh, yeah. Like, it's good in some places but also like the same exact plot beats happen twice Mm -hmm. yeah so this part starts out with so we get a couple like branched plot lines we've get um taylor and i just remembered i don't know this character i don't remember this character's name because she disappears so quickly jess um isn't it julie Yes, Jules. You're right, Jules. Um, so yeah, Taylor and Julie uh, both are starting up their vlogging efforts um, and just kind of like starting off talking about the world and just kind of mentioning like, oh, hey, uh, well, Taylor's like, I'm interested in this Lonely Girl 15 stuff. This stuff is interesting. I like Daniel and the gang. Um, meanwhile, uh, Julie's just like, hey, I'm making videos too. Um, I can't pronounce French, and I don't have a lot to talk about, but I am a young homeschooled girl trying to figure out what's up, who has a weirdly controlling mom, and it's like, ah, you're the fancy girl, huh? Um, and then at the same time, we get, um, we get Daniel, who's fallen off the deep end again and started drinking, and his drinking problem is back, and so they decide that they're gonna give him a intervention, and then they do, and he doesn't drink anymore, and then he's good. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They just, the writers just really decide that they just, like, didn't want to do that plotline anymore. <laughs> yeah, and they, I mean, they, well, they, they did it before, and then they were like, well, fuck it, whatever, we ignore it, let's get Jonas back, or let's get Daniel back, he's more fun when he drinks with Jonas, we're good to go. And then they were like, well, we got nothing else to do, so let's just do this again. Um, and then they were like, well, that's done now. Uh, let's have him and Jonas try to hypnotize themselves. That's not going to work. We're just going to spin wheels for a, a good couple episodes. Yeah. And then from there, we get into the search for jewels. Uh, Taylor has found a link to... Taylor found a link to Jules in that she recognizes her because she played against her soccer team once two years ago at a soccer match. Yeah, 
It's really weird, especially because Jules and Taylor are like visibly not the same age. Absolutely not the same age. I think they're they. The problem is that no one on the show looks their age. Everyone on the show is like CW hot and like you know a good five years older than their character is. Um, and so when they get one character that actually kind of looks like her, like Jules actually looks like a seventeen-year-old. In comparison to the rest of the cast, yeah. she looks like a 12-year-old. Just because everyone else is, like, so much older. You know? Yeah, it's a really weird casting decision that they made. It's very... I Like, I think it's... It's one of those things that I think it works for her because she looks younger than the rest of the cast. And then the, like, we need to break her out and protect her plotline feels like it makes more sense than it would if it was another girl that was, like the actress the like it was the actress's age of everyone else but like it does shift things in perspective a bit because it looks they're supposed to be the same age so it's odd to say like yeah my team played her last year and i was like oh you guys must have like decimated her because you were an adult team playing against toddlers yeah it's 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 an extremely weird decision that they made to cast this one girl as like a normal teenager yeah I guess because they knew that she wasn't going to be in it for more than a couple episodes. Yeah, and I makes her easier to kidnap, I guess. Um, well, that is true. <laughs> we'll cast the smallest girl we know so that we can have Daniel pick her up and carry her out of an apartment. Um, speaking of, um, they have... Uh, oh, I should probably say they're in a bunker now. Um, they went to a, yes. they went to a bunker that Jonas's parents had as an old, like anti-order stronghold, which is just like an underground bunker that sucks. Um, so then they go out and they're like, oh, well, Taylor knows near ish where Jules lives. So we're going to go get her. She can join the, the, the teen angst adventure squad. Um, and we'll go drive around and uh, find Julie now that we know about where she lives. So they go to pick her up and they get held up at gunpoint. But then it's not actually gunpoint. It's Sarah pretending to have a gun. And she instead just has a lipstick. And she joins the crew too. Should I have known who this person was, Martin? I don't think so i i know that like taylor mentions that she has a sister but you literally don't see or hear anything about her until this episode okay because i know that they were like she go ahead like she doesn't have like her own youtube channel or anything i kind of liked that it's fun seeing like uh, a sibling pair upload to the same channel every day i thought that was cool Mm -hmm. they did it before the vlog brothers were cool (laughs) um but then, yeah, like, because it's just like, oh, this girl is, like, holding up Daniel. And then it's, like, the next video, they're like, we're all cool now. This is our cool new friend. Uh, we're having exciting adventures together. And I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, But then they were like, hey, we got this girl. And, you know, now the crew's, like, four, five deep because you've got... Bree, Sarah, Taylor, yeah, Jonas and uh and Daniel and they're and 
it was actually kind of fun watching them all interact together. It's like, oh, you've got like a, a full Riverdale situation going on here, huh? Like a full cast of characters just hanging out, having a good time, um, searching for a missing girl. It was kind of cool. It was cool. I, I truly do wonder if they put Taylor and Sarah in because they realized that they needed more women in the cast. Well, I mean, how else are you going to have love quadrangles? Oh, uh, yeah. That too. I mean, you know, so far it's only Brie and you gotta have more characters to give more drama. This is the years mm-hmm. of Twilight and the Hunger Games. We gotta hit people with love triangles. Oh. You gotta stay hip, Marn. I guess. <laughs> um, And then we get one of my favorite videos where... They see they see Jules like walking around, and Bree's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go up and talk to her." And they're like, "You can handle it," and she's like, "Yeah, I can do it." Um, and I thought, "Oh, it'll be really cool watching Bree interact with another girl in the cult and like talk about it and like see what's up and like learn what's going on. This will be neat." And instead, Bree goes up and is immediately just like, don't do the ceremony. It's bad. The order's bad. Join, join us. Come help us. Come help us. I'm Bree. We're good. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, we're just going to like yell at this girl until she runs away. huh?" <laughs> it is just like the worst possible way they could have they could have approached. Yeah, <laughs> I will say one thing that I respect about this show is that every time they try to do a plan, they go about it in the worst possible way. Yeah, I respect that a lot. They just like Bree just like corners her and yells at her a bunch <laughs> about yeah I'm gonna corner her and yell at her a bunch about how her religion is bad and that the things that her parents are telling her are lives and they might not even be her parents and that she should come join us instead and it's like who boy if you'd played this like twenty percent cooler like this could have gone a lot better. Yeah, if you didn't, like, grab her and be like, I'm not crazy, you just have to listen to me. Yeah, like, (laughs) Like, if if you just go up to her and say just, like, hey, are you Jules? And then she goes, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to talk to you. And you go, I'm sorry, hey, look, I'm Bree, I want to talk to you about something. Like, you could actually, like, start up a conversation with her instead of just, like... I don't know, you come up to me about anything like that, and I'll be like, oh, maybe you're on the bad side of it. I don't even care what it is. Yeah. It's just the bad approach. And it's even funnier because Jonas is, like, baffled at why Jules is having this reaction. (laughs) Yeah, why isn't this girl cool with us approaching her and yelling at her about how her religion is bad and is secretly a cult? So then they kidnap her. Yeah, so they're like, well, next next course of action, we figured out where her house is. We're just going to break in and steal her. <sighs> and they do. <laughs> so they kidnap her, and then they're like, she's not responding very well to us when we ask her questions. And it's like, my guys, you've stolen <laughs> a child. <laughs> And then it's like poetry, it rhymes, because they, uh, uh, Brie undoes her bindings for a few minutes, um, and then she's like, I'm gonna go get you some water, and then she escapes. And Brie's like, what's up, what the fuck? I, I just undid her bindings a little bit, and then she took that as a cue to escape. Um, and it's like poetry, it rhymes, it's just like with Jonas, when, when Daniel did it for him. Yeah. 
the writers just really love that trope, I guess. Yeah. Of like, just, like, kidnapped people fucking off. And then we never hear about her again. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, we've kidnapped a child for no reason and for no gain. And then that's it? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, they, like, they find her and then... Like, nothing nothing happens with her ever again. Yeah. I... Uh, yeah. Like, they find her, and then they're like, well, she obviously doesn't want our help, so we're just gonna leave. Ba- basically. Like, I... <laughs> they're just, like, no self-reflection, no, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have approached a child on the street and screamed at her and then kidnapped her and then uh, uh, assumed that she'd be on our side because she'd be just cool with it. Um, there's no self-reflection no learning nothing gained here except like well that sucked it's deeply and then, frustrating and, yeah and then like brie gets kidnapped and they julia ceases to be a character they're like julia called the order on us and they kidnapped brie yeah Ju- jules who <laughs> uh, yeah so then brie brie leaves to join the order I guess she just, like, turns herself in. Like, in the episode, she just, like, up and turns herself in. And I think that she has a plan to do so, but it's never really laid out what that plan is or why she thinks it'll work, I don't think. No. Um, so Brie leaves, and the rest of the gang is like, yo, what the fuck? Um, and so Taylor's like, well, I'm going back home. Um, but Sarah stays... Just because. Well, I think because they established that, like, Taylor is still in school. Yeah. She's, like, a high schooler, and Sarah just graduated and is not going to college yet. So she just, like, stays and hangs out with Daniel and Jonas. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get a fun, not a love triangle with this one, but we do get... um, so it turns out uh, Sarah's kind of into Daniel, or at least she's into flirting with Daniel, and so she's going to do that, and then he's going to be like, well, but I like Brie. Um, but Jonah's like, but I like Brie. Um, and then Taylor's watching from afar and is like, well, I don't like any of this, and my sister sucks, so none of you should date her, which is a real wild angle to take on the relationship. Um, it's very funny. And then we just get a couple of episodes of just like, relationships in big quotation marks as as everyone's like i wish we had brie back yeah jonas is like mad that brie left and taylor and sarah don't really have a stake in it (laughs) which is weird yeah it's really funny because i I did think it's funny because sarah's like well i'm here i don't really care about what's going on but i guess i live here now Oh, Daniel also pretends to be a doctor to break into. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which he does twice. That's his move. (laughs) It never works. The first time he's like, yeah, I got thrown out because I took a donut from the nurse's station. And I was like, well, first of all, if you're a doctor, don't steal shit from the nurse's station. That seems pretty obvious to me. But like, my dude, 
I will say the plan only works because he looks 40, so. Yeah. I'm not going to say that Daniel looks like a doctor, but he does look like a full-on adult, so. <laughs> they were just like, we'll, we'll dress our 17-year-old. 17 year old friend up in the scrubs and have him go in instead of like Jonas yeah Jonas is supposed to be a couple years older isn't he he's 19 yeah yeah I mean I don't know at some point it's like the the John Mulaney bit about like yeah the kid babysitter where it's like he's just two years older than us anyway Daniel dresses up in some scrubs and uh, goes into this medical center and just, like, takes a bunch of documentation. <laughs> I will say, this gets to my favorite trope in media, which is that, like, everyone just has confidential paperwork just, like, sitting in folders in publicly accessible places. Yeah. Just like, yeah, of course. I, I broke in, I went in, and I went to the room labeled records, and then I found, I opened up the cabinet for tea for top secret, and then I found the right answer. Um... And it's just like, all right, like, we got this. And they're like, well, is it bad? And they looked at it and they're like, oh, that's a symbol of the order on it. Um, Not even, like, anywhere that mattered. Just, like, written on the top in Sharpie. Yeah. (laughs) And then they, like, they find out that, like, Julia wasn't even one of the, like, trait positive (laughs) girls that they need for the ceremony anyway. So do they ever really explain what trait positive or trait negative is? Uh, or is it just that, that's like, a good question. Because I, I know that they they say, like, ah, Julie's trait negative, but Bree's trait positive. And I, I feel like they never tell us what that trait is, which is kind Let of, a, look. It's, it's kind of a cool, like, I don't know, just not telling the audience about what that actually is. It's kind of a neat approach to it. Um, Let me look on the wiki. Okay. Uh, okay. They they do apparently vaguely explain what it is. Um, it's... They have ribozymes that... Oh, right. Create... Yeah, that create life. They, they essentially... They produce ribozymes exponentially... And the order thinks that they can like cure disease and like make people immortal. Right. Okay. I do remember that now. I will say I watched all of these in a haze last night at like I was up until four AM watching these videos last <laughs> night. So I I might be a little hazy on some of the little details. Um, I mean, same. um so okay so we've got our but then they're like well we're i'm getting ahead of myself um so yeah that's where we are where they're like okay we've got this information um from here we're gonna just like keep going forward um i what do you what do you think of sarah as a character and and i guess let's get into taylor too um, I don't like Sarah as much as I like Taylor. That's kind of where I am. I appreciate the, like, I think that Sarah brings a fun 
energy to the show. It's very funny to have a character that's like, I really am not like super involved in what's going on. I'm not super deep into it. She kind of feels like an audience surrogate at first, but she's also just kind of a jerk. Do you want me to tell you some spoilers about Sarah since we're not going to watch seasons two and three? I I would love to hear some. Yes, absolutely. So I, I want to tell you some spoilers about Sarah and some spoilers about the other characters. Anyway, uh, in season three, I think, you find out that the entire time Sarah has been working for the Order and her dad is like an elder for the Order. <laughs> really? And they've been like manipulating Taylor to work with them also. Like she she doesn't really know and like she ends up on the side of like Jonas and Daniel. But Sarah does like a weird she like betrays everyone and then she comes back and she's like, No no no, I'm sorry, like I'm like my dad was just like manipulating me into doing all of this stuff and like I wanna be with you guys, like I wanna be part of the resistance now. And then at the end of Lonely Girl fifteen the resistance, she's like, just kidding, I was evil the whole time. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright. <laughs> Go for it, show. <laughs> <laughs> and she like gets Jonas kidnapped. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people were really mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, one thing that I learned in the the comments section and stuff like that, apparently, Marn, I don't know if you know this, um, a lot of people on the internet seem to hate women. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what that's about, but it's weird. Um, I think also a lot of people were just, like, mad that they, that she was like, I was evil the whole time. Just kidding. I'm not evil anymore. Oh, but actually I'm still evil and I'm going to become an elder. Bye. Yeah, you just get like revolver ocelot revolving backstabbing disorder. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff in comment sections and stuff like that that were just like, the actions that that uh, Sarah and Taylor are taking in these episodes don't make any sense. These are the worst characters in the show. And I'm like, this was Jonas's idea, and they're following along with Daniel, so I don't know, like, why y'all keep singling these two out, but, I mean, I do. But, like, alright, gang, you go off. Yeah. Um, also, a spoiler about Jonas is that uh, you find out in season three that he is the first trait positive male in a millennium. Oh, he's the chosen one. And then the order tortures him and intends to use him to mate with trait positive women to create trait positive children. Hell yeah, we get super babies in the cult. Oh. Okay. But um, but also, so we should talk about the rest of season one. But I will say that like. The premise for seasons two and three is kind of interesting because they basically like went all in on making Jonas the main character. I mean, I kind of felt that way with these episodes too, just in like, especially in the way that the series ends, which we'll we'll mm-hmm. get to as we get to it. But yeah, we'll get we'll get into it. Yeah, this this definitely feels like the Jonas show by the end, and it definitely feels like they're gonna follow him going forward. Um, but yeah, so, but in the meantime, we just get like. We get 
ad nauseum relationship bullshit, and we're just gonna keep coming back to that. And is any of it worthwhile to you, Marn? Um, so there are puzzles a little bit while Bree is like with the order that we should talk about. Yeah, I I do want to talk about the the hymn of one <clears throat> stuff because I actually liked those videos. Yeah. So right before that, uh, they find a note that Bree's dad left for her in uh in one of the Daniel videos. They find like a, a note hidden inside Pea Monkey. Mm-hmm. Did um and did Bree mention that before she left? I feel like maybe she did. Cause I when when they said that there was a message left. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, why am I oh, yeahing that? Like, why does that feel familiar to me? So, I was, I don't know. I feel like I remember some stuff from her dad that she just never, like, told the crew. Yeah, I feel like maybe she did. But, yeah, but a bunch of people on, on in the YouTube comments were like, hey, you should search through Bree's stuff. Uh, and Daniel replied to some of the comments and was like, you're right. We found a note from Bree's dad. Um, and then he, I think, posted it on the forum. Um, and it says, Bree, hope you find this note. I'm so sorry for the way everything has turned out. I genuinely thought our conversation with the deacons would go well. I just want the best for you. You can trust Daniel. Stay away from the house for a few months. For now, content contact will be periodic i left money on the table be strong brie i love you very much more than you know don't forget your quantum electrodynamics or super conductivity okay um so people were like oh periodic and super conductivity this is like a periodic table code and uh the 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 number of syllables in each line of the note uh, correspond to an atomic number, and there's like a little PS that's like super califragilisticexpialidocious because the GMs <laughs> did not know how to fit that many syllables in a sentence. <laughs> um, that's really funny. It is really funny, and the, and uh, the if you like do the syllables and you get the atomic numbers and you get the elements. Uh, the first letter of every element spells out camp play. Uh, and then there's okay. the video where titled camp play, uh, where they're like, Hey, you got you cool cyber crackers on the forums solved this message. <laughs> <clears throat> and now we're here. Uh, and they go to where breeze, uh, camp play was and they film a video there yeah which one was can't play uh can't play is the one where like sarah shows back up uh and they're just like sarah's here now um and they investigate uh the like campground and they find a tree stump that has a box in it oh right 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 Uh, and then we get into the hymn of one uh, videos. 
I want to pause real quick. Um, in the notes for the can't play video, there's uh, one of the notes is the boys yet again have cap fever. And cap is a hyperlink. And if you click on it, the Wikipedia page has a link to every time that someone wears uh-huh. a hat. Yep. I love wikis. The Lonely Girl 15 wiki is very good. Analysis. In each of these videos, it seems the character wearing the cap is reflecting and undergoing personal development. This often invokes defying the order, but with recent videos, it often invokes defying relationships. God. So if a character learns or grows anything, they're wearing a cap. Mm Mm-hmm. Lord. Oh, I will oh. say one of my favorite uh my favorite bits since you pointed it out I can't I couldn't unsee it. Um earlier Daniel and uh Jonah were like, "Hey, we're going to like try and uh do hip hypnosis to see if we can figure out what happened to us in Vegas." Um they can't, but they were like, "We need to recreate the events of that night." So Jonas gets in the tub and is like, "I'm sleeping here tonight, baby." <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Oh, Jonas is back in the bathtub, huh?" Mark that one on the wiki page. I've started thinking like a Lonely Girl fan, Marn. I don't like this. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, so they find the, the box from uh, Bree's dad, and it has a letter to Bree that's like, Dear Bree, I'm so happy you could find this box. Uh, and then it has, like, the thing about the ribozymes and some, like, weird graphs. And it has, like, it it essentially just has a bunch of, like, exposition about how, like, Bree's dad was supposed, was giving her shots to make her trait negative so that the Order wouldn't want her. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get into the Hymn of One videos. I genuinely love the Hymn of One videos. Yeah, I do like these. I wish Lonely Girl 15 was more like this. Which is not something I say often for uh, cult videos that have direct puzzle elements, but here we are. Yep. <laughs> they they reminded me a little bit of the Spectacular Organic videos. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they're very um, directly like, this is the cult. These are the wonderful things about the cult. You should join it. And then there are uh, little puzzle elements in the background if you can... Like... Um, they did some really cool so they 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 explain in they start doing a thing in lonely girl which is where they like direct they they put puzzles in videos and then like two videos later they have someone directly comment on how the puzzle in the last video worked um yeah so there was someone was like um so they, they kind of explain it and it got to a point where i could like figure out what they were doing with the videos as i was watching them which felt really cool um mm-hmm but they like the first one was um, Brie was saying a bunch of stuff, and then like in the background, you just hear a whisper that's like, "Join the hymn, join the hymn of one, join us or whatever." Like whatever like repeating thing they would say, but um, it was at like odd intervals, and so every time that one of those played, if you took the last word that Brie said, it spelled out a message. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of cool things like that that were like tricks of the video editing and like 
stood out a bit from the video, but only in that it was a weird cult recruitment video thing, so it didn't feel out of place. I really liked these videos and thought they were genuinely fun and funny. Yeah, they're really they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's because they were written by a completely different person. That'll do it. Like the uh like the the very first hymn of one video was written by a new writer who they then like brought on as a full time writer. Oh, it was the the writer who wrote the the Sammy's games, which we'll talk about eventually. The Sammy's, which were games? like, which were like extremely well loved indie ARGs. Okay, cool. Look, you know that a series is going off the rails when they introduce a second cult that's like a deeper version of the first cult, and I love that content. Yeah, it's really good. So yeah, so in the in the very first uh hymn of one video which is uh sing with me and then there's be part of something which is a follow-up to it uh sing with me if you take the first letter of every sentence says help her friday tcc uh and then in be part of something it says beneath the blue stone uh and people on the forums were like well what's the blue stone like we we figured this much out but like we don't really know what to do with it. <clears throat> um, and then they posted a vi- uh, Jonas and Daniel posted a video called getting her back uh, where they were like, Hey, you guys like posted this thing. And we went to uh, the, the order seminar and we got this like weird flyer that also mentions the blue stone and it had like a phone number on it. Uh, but it had a weird message. And so now we're here. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of that in these videos. Yeah. And, and also in the first order video, uh, they, um, they introduced like the hymn of one website that had like a link to audition to be a part of the hymn of one. Uh, which was like a real questionnaire that you could take, uh, which sadly, sadly no longer exists. Um, and does it exist? I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Does yeah? No, it doesn't exist. Do these um? So like these of the event like this one, the recruiting event, are they actual like things that players and viewers can go to? Or is it entirely set up as a fake thing in, like, in, for recording? So I know that the Order Seminar, uh, the video where Daniel and Jonas and them go to it, Mm -hmm. or there's like a video where they, yeah, there is a video where they go to it, uh, has real players in it. Okay. So I think there was some kind of like actual live event. Okay. Um, but there's, like, really no documentation of it outside of the videos. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, uh, I, thought, also, I thought that stuff was kind of cool. Like, just seeing that was neat. Yeah. Also, a, a cool thing is that a lot of the actors who play uh, Order members are extras in that one video where they go to a party, host like, with Jonas's aunt. Oh, really? Uh huh. Huh. That's. Do you think they're trying to say like, 
that the people in that industry with uh with the ant are um like they're also part of the order or do you think it's just like this is our this this is our house that we recruit from for extras for videos i feel like it's the implication that uh they're all from the order that's cool i like that a lot yeah so okay i'm 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 reading a little bit of of what happened at the uh at the the order thing from what little i can find um apparently there were two different flyers that were given out with messages and one had the phone number on it and one didn't okay Um, and daniel and jonas in in the video uh it's a cult get their (laughs) hands on one of the flyers with the phone number okay um, but yeah, some of the, some of the people they they talked to in that video where they're just like loitering outside of the uh, the hymn of one seminar are like real Lonely Girl fifteen fans that showed up. Cool. I I kind of wondered because on screen they were a little like wooden's not the right word, but like you could kind of tell the difference between like the people acting in a thing and the people that are like oh uh hi people that i recognize but can't say that i recognize because i can tell that we're in a show um it, it i don't know it was a but it was a cool moment of like i like it when in interactive media like this it's cool when it gets to be actually interactive and not just like one-sided interaction you know what i mean yeah i agree uh so then they they kidnap brie back yes and then yes yeah, so they, they re-kidnap brie which is great and then they're like, great, time to, mm. time to, um, what's the word? Uh, time to deprogrammer. And then they're like, none of us know how to deprogram someone in a cult. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I watch a YouTube video. And like, yeah, they, they really do do like the exact same thing that they did to Jules where they just like grab her and put her in the car. <laughs> Stop being in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> well so all of their attempts fail because i know um daniel tries yelling at her and that doesn't work um and then sarah tries um giving her goldfish and i don't think that one works and jonas decides to fuck her and that doesn't work <laughs> and then they're like we're out of ideas those are our three ideas and we're out of them. So I don't know what we do from yeah. here. And apparently like at, at, at one point, uh, like Jonas was in like the fan chat being like, Hey, does anyone have any ideas for how we could help Bree? <laughs> They're like, take her to a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Take her to like someone who actually knows how to deprogram <laughs> cultists. Oh god. Uh and then Sarah catches uh Jonas and Bree making out. Yeah. And it's super implied that they had sex. Mm-hmm. Very implied. Cause the next video is like Jonas the next morning, shirt off, drinking coffee, just like, well, that was a good night. More than all, I don't even care that y'all are speculating about me. Breeze in the shower. I'm gonna go uh, check on her. Uh, ah, fuck, she's gone. Yeah, we got an O for four record of keeping people kidnapped, like where they're kidnapped. I don't know why we don't see this happening by now. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's implied that they just, like, had sex and left? <laughs> and or, and Brie and Bri left? <laughs> yeah, like, it feels like they did, and then she, like, the next morning, he's like, ah, she's in the shower, I'll go wake her up. And then it's like, ah, <laughs> she's been in there for, like, six hours now. Who could say? <laughs> Time to take a big sip of coffee and check on my girlfriend in the shower. <laughs> um and and yeah, and then and then Bree's gone and they have to go look for her in the woods. Yep. They go look for her in the woods and Daniel's being nice to Sarah, so Jonas is like, What the fuck are you two being? shitty we need to find brie and she's like i have a blister because i did not pack to walk in the woods i only have like high heels and no shoes and they're like or no socks they're like all right well you guys go back i'm gonna keep looking in the woods and then we get to get more um more relationship videos as sarah talks about how cool and fun sex is and that everyone does it uh the video did nothing but convince me that sarah has never had sex in her life (laughs) um it has yeah she's like she's like telling jonas that he shouldn't take it seriously that he had sex with brie and that she's now missing yeah it has real like kid in high school that talks about sex all the time but like has never actually had sex and is like if the opportunity presented itself would be too scared to go through with it you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Like, it has very strong that energy to this whole video. And then Jonas said, sends, like, an upsetting email to Taylor. <laughs> and then Taylor makes a video making fun of him. Yeah. I also have the whole email if you would like me to read it. I would love for you to read it, because I, I couldn't find it. So, so Taylor did a lot of, like, interacting with people on the forums, uh, and she... And, she posted a topic called drama uh, and was like, you're never going to believe what happened. Like I got this email from Jonas and like, he's really mad about Sarah's last video. Also, he CC'd Sarah on this email uh, and he locked himself in his room all morning to send the email <laughs> and isn't talking to anyone. Uh. Just don't email my girlfriend. Yeah. Apparently Taylor, like, did the most forum interaction out of all the characters from what I'm seeing. That's kind of what I picked up on, which is, it's neat to have a character that's, like, I don't know, in, like, an oracle role from Batman, where it's, like, I'm kind of outside of the action, just, like, gathering info from the outside, and I'll occasionally radio in and tell you what's up, but, like, I'm not directly there. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's the whole email, because, uh, Taylor was like, yeah, Jonas, like, told us not to post this or whatever, and people were like, but we want to read it. (laughs) And Taylor was like, all right. (laughs) Oh, if you insist. Yeah, you know, since, like, Sarah and Daniel have seen it, so you guys can see it. (laughs) Uh, so here, here's the email. 
I'm sure you've seen Sarah's latest V-blog. Just between you and I, what's your sister's problem? I mean, there was no other point of doing that other than to hurt me, right? The whole thing with Bree sucks, and Sarah seems to be getting some freaky pleasure out of making fun of me right now. I'm pissed. Who the hell would it be? The way Sarah slams me and what I'm going through is totally callous. Oh, sorry. Let me define callous for anyone who might be reading this, like Sarah, whose command of the English <laughs> language seems to be limited to, do you want Callous can mean two different things. Both are pretty good synonyms for Sarah. One, having calluses toughened, like callous skin on the elbow. Check your elbows, Taylor. It may run in the family. Or two, emotionally hardened, unfeeling. Again, be careful, Taylor. It may be genetic. And what's up with her telling everyone free was my first time? What's your sister's problem? I think Sarah's nuts with a Z. I think she has some serious mental health issues that she She's never dealt with, and this is how she copes with her bad feelings about herself with three Fs. <laughs> I, would, I would really appreciate it from now on. Would you use, please, a little sensitivity when se- sharing information about me, Daniel, Bree, and even your sister? It seems like your sister would won't ever know any better so i'm sending this to you hoping you'll learn from her mistake none of us should even have to deal with this crap we should all be concentrating on finding brie and dealing with the order you incorrectly thinking that you can triangulate cell phone towers in the middle of the woods isn't helping i don't appreciate (laughs) wild goose chases Oh, one last thing. Do not post this. This is for your eyes only. I don't want to make this bigger than it already is. Thanks, Jay. Uh, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. My sister's like slowly turn into a corn cob. Fuck. A bunch of people on the forums are like, why would you post? Like, immediately, why would you post this if Jonas told you not to post it? (laughs) Taylor's like, but you told me to post it. (laughs) That's too funny. funny <laughs> this whole thread is so funny i thought jonas's email made sense and was justified i think jonas should get an anger diary instead <laughs> lord <laughs> god oh, jonas cry typing <laughs> <laughs> This this one sentence really is like Jonas cry typing. Here, I'll copy paste it. I couldn't really get it across while I was reading it. <laughs> I really appreciate it. From now, if from no on, one of you please you little sent. Oh, this is good. It's really good. Oh my <clears throat> god. So Jonas is having a good one. He's he's having a normal one. <laughs> I'm good, actually. Have you ever thought that maybe it's you that's having the bad day? <laughs> I love Taylor's little graphic of him cry typing <laughs> in her video, too. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> This thread really just devolves into, like, people arguing about if Jonas is right or wrong. 
<laughs> and people like being like Taylor. None of this is your fault. We just want to make sure that you know that you you, you are not in the wrong here. <laughs> uh, Lord. Yeah. So everyone's angry at each other. Everyone's having a bad day, and then we get more. Uh, you know, more cult videos. <laughs> and then they get a new lead, which is a a scientist that used to work on um the stuff on used to work on something related to this. Wait, hang on. The best part in this forum thread is someone quoted a really long reply that Taylor wrote and just commented, Where is Breed Chump? <laughs> 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 Where is Bree Chump? Yeah. Here, I'll screen cap it for you. That's going to be the uh, subtitle for the episode. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. So, yeah. So, so after that, uh, they get a lead on uh, this scientist who is working with Bree's dad because Taylor like f- they find like a barcode in the box that Bree's dad left them and uh she scans it and finds like its place of origin yeah I didn't really get what they were going for here it's very strange um she like scans the barcode and it gives her a location, which is like technically a, a thing that can happen. Is it? Yeah, it's a okay. So I'm reading the wiki. It's apparently a barcode that is specifically used for postal codes. Oh, right, um, that one. Yeah, and so she scans it and it gives her the address of this place called the Wyman Foundation. They find uh, the name of this scientist, Isaac Gilman, in the box also. Uh, And they're like, all right, so we're going to the Wyman Foundation. We're looking for this guy. And then Daniel pretends to be a doctor again. (laughs) The go-to move. The Daniel special. Oh, and you also find out that Brie was lost in the woods. Uh, And she, like, makes a video asking the him of one to, like, pick her up. Uh, And they do. She's like, I'm out of power bars. I ran out of Capri Suns like an hour ago. Could someone come pick me up? (laughs) And and it is, I will say about this video, it is uh, pretty genuinely filmed on, like, a crappy flip phone. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say they uh they really upped the the they they got some higher def cameras for this section of videos, which looks really jarring when they're like, "Let me set down my cell phone in like 4K 1080p." Like, yeah, like buddy, it's it's 2007 still. We all get it. We know what's up. You can go full on like found footage style. We have cameras now. Uh, so yeah, so Daniel pretends to be a doctor again. <laughs> the move. The move, and. It does not work this time. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. I'm shocked. He's like, yeah, I walked in and asked to talk to Isaac Gilman and the receptionist called Human Resources and they kicked me out. 
Uh. <laughs> I like the notes on this one on the wiki. He says, this is the second time Daniel has impersonated a doctor. However, no doctor would wear scrubs to a meeting in a place he doesn't work in. So it's not surprising that the receptionist didn't believe his story. A <laughs> uh, good boy. But then they... But then they find out that the uh, the receptionist actually does know who they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Turns out she's a his secret former lover. Yes. Yeah, she is his mistress. Um, and also there's a new Hymn of One video, which is one of the ones that you were talking about where, like, all of the words that come after, they say, like, you're happy. So the video is called Follow Your Happiness, and then all of the words that come immediately after they say your happiness uh spell out my hands are tied she's being prepared i'm sorry mm-hmm. in reference to brie who is we know back with the hymn of one right um oh and all of these messages are also signed as tcc but we don't know who tcc is yet so then they talk to the mistress and they find out that isaac gilman died on the same day as brie's dad i I I took from that that Gilman was Bree's dad. Interesting. Am I? I guess I'm alone in this, but I thought where it was like, yeah, yeah. like like when when she's like, yeah, like they told me that you know his car went over a guardrail and um you know he died on December 31st or whatever, and they're like, weird. That's the same day that Bree's dad died. I was like, oh, Bree's dad died, and then they gave her the cover story of went over a guardrail this has been Bree's dad the whole time i think they uh i think they established that he was on his way to meet Bree's dad when he died maybe okay i must have missed that then okay then yeah i guess they just took him out at the same time they took out Bree's dad i i just connected two dots that did not need to be connected <laughs> <laughs> Because they, cause they also play a voicemail that, like, is a conversation between Bree's dad and Isaac Gilman. Right. Okay. So, so I, I'm just which, wrong on, like, six different angles. Which I feel like may have been to establish that they're not the same person. <laughs> I've connected the dots. You didn't connect shit. Okay. Um, uh, but you also you also find out that Isaac has a son named Spencer. Right. Which, yeah, this section we get into, they find his, like, they find Gilman's notes where a boat should be docked in, like, a waterproof canister. And they're like, oh, great. We found all of this great, great intel. And then Sarah's like, oops. And she knocks it into the water, which... I guess knowing what I know now that she's secretly a plant for the order and the elders, like, ah, good work accidentally quote unquote, destroying the files. Um, but like, I was like, I, I need this to end. Like, I just, <laughs> please, please make something yeah, go so, easy. So off, like outside of the, the, uh, the web series, um, when Spencer was mess was mentioned in like the Mistress video, people immediately started trying to find out if he had like a YouTube channel or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and they found his MySpace account, and people immediately started, like, messaging him and emailing him, um, which I think triggered uh, the his first video, where he basically makes a video that's like, please stop emailing yeah, me. please stop emailing me. I don't know what any of this is. I'm just a scientist at my favorite company, Neutrogena, um, ready to make uh-huh. shampoos and such. Um, my dad died a while ago, and I don't want to be dragged into stuff with him. I'm still getting over it. Uh, please stop emailing me. And they they introduce him, and I'm like, oh, he's like a, a goofy kid. I kind of like this character. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of nice, like, to have a character that isn't, like, super serious. Yeah, and we... <laughs> We were talking as I was watching. It's nice having a character that isn't involved in the love quadrangle. Yeah, and, like, I remembered really liking Spencer the first time I watched the show, but that was in, like, 2008, and I was like, I really hope that this hasn't aged super badly. Yeah, he's... I could definitely see people thinking that Spencer is insufferable. For me he's the kind of insufferable that is slightly endearing and he's like a character archetype that I like a whole lot but I could definitely see him crossing that line for a lot of people because yeah, he's if you, ridiculous but if you read the YouTube comments people are like yeah we love Spencer more of this guy <laughs> hell yeah because <laughs> um. <laughs> I think people I, I feel like people were also really tired of the love quadrangle stuff and they were like oh man a new character (laughs) holy shit please give me something to sink my teeth into yeah (laughs) um and so then there's like a whole plot line where taylor and jonas who have like been in texas are going back to california Mm mm-hmm uh, and they're also trying to, like, convince Spencer to work with them. And then they go to... So, there's another him. Uh, there's another hymn of one video uh, where all of the words said before the words look back spell, uh, spell out Friday early low tide yacht club parents slip. Uh, and, there's, and they're like, okay... Uh, we have to go to the yacht club where Jonas's parents used to dock their yacht. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they find, like, a- an underwater box uh, full of stuff. Uh, and then they drop the papers in the water. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's a like, a folder full of Isaac Gillen stuff, and it it gets dropped in the water but daniel posted um like the only note that they were able to save on the forum which was a note to spencer uh and people sent like grabbed that note and sent it to spencer to try and convince him to help out the teen angst adventure gang uh which of course he did but i I want to read you this this note real quick. Uh Uh-oh. December 15th, 2006. I hope this letter finds its way to you, Spencer. 
If so, then sorry about the legibility or lack thereof of my handwriting. Like doctors, scientists achieve diminishing returns when it comes to penmanship, especially after one has passed the age of 50. That said, you reading this letter means that something dire has happened. In particular, the type of research I have been conducting has been in question, and my life has been, to put it delicately, compromised. I have many (laughs) more letters attached to this that should explain why, but for now, I just wanted to write down some memories, some final thoughts. It was beneficial for me to write them down because, frankly, I needed to clear my head with a little happiness. So, without further ado... 1989. Spencer, age four. I took you to see Batman and you dug your face into my armpit when Jack Nicholson's teeth flew out of his mouth after being hit by Michael Keaton. (laughs) 1991. Spencer, age five and three-fourths. I had to pick you up early from school after you told the school nurse that your stomach was experiencing reverse peristalsis. 1996. Spencer, age 11. Our last vacation with mom. Florida was too humid, but it was great to be together. 2001. Spencer, age 16. Dropping you off for your first week at UCSD. Proud doesn't even begin to describe how I felt slash feel. A lot of other thoughts are rolling in my head right now, and if I weren't running against time, I'd write them all down. My focus instead is to share with you a discovery ensuing pages that will help a girl named Bree. Next page. All of this will make sense to you as a scientist. Why I decided to help her and her father, well, that will eventually make sense to you as a moral person. In closing, it's not in me to lend any letter on an emotional note, but today I'll try my best, so bear with me. Besides you and mom, science was my love. These letters reveal a lot of my research, and I would only entrust what I love with who I love most. Goodbye, Spencer. Dad. I love that so much. It's really good. That's so cute. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm on Team Spencer. So, so yeah. So people are like, is this a puzzle? Like, what do we do with this? Like, there's a lot of dates here, but, like, we don't really have anything actionable. They were like, well, we'll, we'll send it to Spencer. We'll see what happens. Uh, And so then that kind of, like, triggered... Uh, more stuff with Spencer. Like, I think he came into the chat and, like, talked to people and uh, and then he made a video that was like, hey, people, like, sent me this letter and uh, it kind of convinced me to uh, help you guys out. And I feel like it's the right thing to do after, like, reading reading my dad's letter that he sent me. Hell yeah. <clears throat> He's also, Spencer is also, like, making this video while eating lunch in his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I like that, I, I, a, a lot of the other videos feel like they're very, like, they're made to be a vlog first, you know? So, it's really fun to see a character who's like, alright, like, I'm at lunch, I got five minutes, let me put my word, like, let me put some ideas down on a video and then send it out. Maybe y'all can sort through it. It's cool seeing a character that's like, yeah, like I got five minutes because I actually work for a living and I'm a scientist doing real work. So here's my ideas for now. Uh, let me know what you think. I'll hop on later and see if you can come up with anything. Uh, bye. You kind of lose <laughs> sight of that later on when like he joins the teen girl squad. But for now, it's fun. Yeah. Um, and then there's another video, uh, that gets put up, uh, 
kind of I think like the same week where uh Spiller and Spencer and Taylor are uh trying to decipher like the the wet documents that like <laughs> fell in <laughs> that, like fell in the ocean. <clears throat> also apparently uh Spencer and Taylor's actors are like friends in real life, which makes sense to me. Yeah, they really they they connected well in videos. They got good chemistry. Um, like they, I, I think they like have uh their own like YouTube channel together, just like as friends. Oh, cool. Which is very cool, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so after that video, they were like, "Hey, maybe the forum could help us out." So they posted some of the like water damaged uh notes on the forum uh including a page called the brie solution uh which the forum deciphered wait let me find the image and i will send it to you <clears throat> it re- so it really is just like a piece of printer paper that someone destroyed <laughs> oh yeah cool 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 uh, and the forum was able to decipher uh, from this and from kind of like nudges in the right direction by Taylor and Spencer uh, that what it says is the Brie solution objectives, how to transform Brie from trait positive to trait negative. Given facts, Brie's blood contains a special ribozyme mutated and unique only to her. The gene for said ribozyme has a regulatory hypermutation that changes with every generation. A non-functioning mutated ribozyme exists and manifests differently in every hymn of one girl. This portion still functions, but you cannot block it because the complementary strand of RNA won't copy. Theoretical Solution Block the ribozyme in question by obtaining a sample of that same ribozyme in order to copy it. Create complementary strand of RNA. QED strand will bind to ribozyme and occlude its activity. Practical solution. <clears throat> Obtain blood sample of Brie. C- create complementary strand of RNA. Inject Brie with this complementary strand. QED ribozymes blocked, rendered ineffectual. Brie trait reference points. The steps concerning ribozyme function. RNA, RNAs P-related minus tRNA cleavage, and then a bunch of more, like, RNA science language. Okay. So they were able to decipher that. And then a new Him of One video came out right after that called Sing Until the End. Uh, And the last word of every sentence in that video spells out roadblock. I am coming to you. Everyone must be careful. Order everywhere. Stop questions. Answers may be too difficult for you. TCC. Hmm. Uh, And then the video right after that uh, is the Daniel video where he's like, I'm going to meet one of our sources in person. Uh, and, and one of their, their sources, Deep Throat, who is working with TCC, is like, hey, Brie is going to do the ceremony in a month, but you can't reach her and she's in lockdown. Goodbye. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I hope this news finds you well. You're fucked. 
and just like leaves. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, I don't like I can't help you with this and don't try to do anything about it. Goodbye. <laughs> so then they make a plan anyway. They make a plan and Spencer's like, I'm going to train everyone. Yeah, Spencer's like, I'm going to make this plan and I'm going to train everybody to do it. Uh, and so he teaches, what does he do? He teaches Daniel <laughs> yoga. He teaches, He, go ahead. He teaches Jonas like some actually practical stuff, like throwing a, a rope up a tree and like climbing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, you find out that everything he's teaching them is pra- is like practical to the mission, which is very funny. Yeah, he's just not really a teacher. <laughs> and he gives all of them trophies afterwards. <laughs> that was very fun. It was. It was very cute. <laughs> I liked. I liked the one with Jonas because it feels that Jonas. It, it feels like Jonas is playing into the goofiness of it. Yeah, I felt like Jonas played into it, and I. Yeah, it felt actually fun. I spoiler alert: Jonas makes these videos actually enjoyable. What do you know? Spencer and Jonas like have a have a good dynamic. I like just like yeah art together in a lot of videos. Yeah, I like them together a lot. But yeah, he he trains Jonas. Uh, he trains Daniel in in yoga and like doing a bunch of stuff blindfolded. Uh, and he trains Taylor in playing video games. Mm-hmm. Very important to the operation. Super important. It's wild that they're like, we need a we need a cultural touchstone with a video game. Which one are we going to use? Uh, what about Miss Pac-Man, Frogger? Uh, we'll use Galaga. Uh, you know, those all work, right? Those are the important ones. Yep. That's that's all of them. That's all of them. That's all the video games. It's wild that they stopped making video games in 1942. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Spencer, Spencer trains them and then they do the mission and it turns out that everything that he trained them in that seemed kind of goofy (laughs) is relevant to the mission. Yeah. We're going to climb up buildings and we're going to, um, what did Daniel do? I, this was a, at a haze of 3am last night, Um, but they, they break in and they like steal some important documents and stuff like so the first the first thing that happens when they break in is sarah's like all right i have to like distract the security guard and then she's like and then they like pan over to her talking to the security guard and they're they're like is he crying (laughs) (laughs) um and then jonas uh climbs up to the roof and is like, wow, good thing Spencer taught me to climb with a rope, because uh, that turned out to come in handy. <laughs> uh, and then Taylor hacks into the security system. Yep. And Dan- and Daniel gets in and has to yoga his way around. Uh, the lasers. The lasers. How did I forget about the lasers? To shut off the lasers. <laughs> God. And then you find out that uh, TCC is uh, Alex, Jonas's aunt. Yes. 
was excited to see her come back. I like Alex. She's pretty good. I I uh, I forgot that she came back. This uh this video is like this is this is one of the ones you were talking about. I think where it's like ostensibly supposed to be shot on like people's cell phones, but it's like extremely yeah. well produced. This is explicitly the one where he's he's like, all right, I just climbed up here, uh, you know, with this camera that I'm sure weighs you know a hundred pounds or whatever. Like however expensive that kind or however heavy that kind of expensive high quality camera is, but like. We're going to pretend it's a cell phone camera, even though you can see every individual pore on my face. Yeah. I, I actually like this video a lot. I think it's very funny. I thought it's a lot of fun. I'm, it's very, it's, <clears throat> it's definitely one of those videos where you're like, oh, I can definitely see where your budget's starting to run out, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, these are just four different angles on the same apartment complex. I liked the part where Sarah was like, I'm going to, like, distract the security card. And then he, like, starts crying about his divorce. <laughs> yeah, it's, it. I'm so glad. Because it, it sounded like they're setting up for one of those, like, you're going to go seduce the guard. And then it's just her, like, talking this guy through the tough time he's having. I thought it was very fun. Yeah. So then... Uh, we get a video from Alex who's like, who is like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving, uh, but I'm on your guys' side and here is some information about the people who are going to come after you. Uh, they're the elders bodyguards and they are on like this dangerous cocktail of pharmaceuticals and they don't need to sleep and they are stronger and faster than you but they do die at the age of 30 because of all the pharmaceuticals yeah, they're like they die at the age of 30 and you look at them and they're all like clearly 40 and it's like god uh-huh. like <laughs> it's like it's like in anime where someone's like oh it's the old man he's 30 years old but he's an expert in all forms of martial arts or whatever and it's like yes the old man retired at 32 like yeah <sighs> so that's just like an, a cool bit of world building like hey these guys are like jacked and will come after you and snap your neck <laughs> <laughs> if you mess around with the order yeah like don't fuck around uh-huh. Um, and then we, you, you just get kind of like a, a couple videos that don't really lead up to the finale at all. It's just like some normal, normal-ish videos. Like they're, they're hiding in a lab and Spencer is like working on this serum to make Brie a uh, trait negative. And Daniel and Jonas go golfing. Mm-hmm. See, I like some of that stuff. I like, I don't know, I like character building more than I like plot, you know, capital P. Oh, I do too. So, it's just like, it. it's really weird because like you get the heist and then you get like, hey, these guys are going to come after you. And then you get four videos of kind of like, just like fun character building and it was like bam finale yeah basically i was very surprised not surprised when the finale happened because i've been you know i've got a playlist in front of me but it was kind of like oh okay we're i guess we're at a season finale now um 
let's go um but but you also get like a a couple creepy him of one videos in there mm-hmm yeah i like the him of one the him of one's great they're pretty good i it's not often that i say more more cult stuff please but man more cult stuff please <laughs> i would have liked that <laughs> more cults please <laughs> please um... sir may i have another cult <laughs> The cult looks back and answers in hexadecimal embedded in a video page that tells me nothing. Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, I got a bird feeder outside my window, and I literally just watched uh, one bird is sitting there eating stuff out of the bird feeder, and then another one landed on it and started pecking at that bird, and then, like, oh, knocked no. them both off of the thing, and then the second bird jumped back up and started eating. Oh, my God. I'm watching turf wars happen in my front lawn. That's brutal. It was gross. Uh, so speaking of brutal violence, what do you think of the finale? Oh my god! So so right before the finale, you find out that uh that someone broke into like the lab that everyone's staying at, and then we get the twelve part finale, which is just everything happens so much. Yes. So like first of all, the first thing that happens is Daniel's like. I've I've been having this like horrible nightmare that I'm like losing something very important to me, and I'm sure that 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 means absolutely nothing. But <laughs> but we have to find Bri and make her trait negative today. Yes, the ceremony's going down. It's important and a big deal, and we need to handle it. Uh, and then Taylor and Sarah are like, we don't want to do this. And they get in a fight immediately. Yes. Yeah. I like Taylor and Sarah, but like in the finale where it's like, great, time is of the essence. We've been building this for a long time. We need to go do this. And then they're both like, eh. And it's like, I really don't want to spend my time in the finale, like watching them talk about whether or not they actually care enough to go do the thing. Yeah. Um and in the in the first video they're like we got this call from Deep Throat. Uh they told us that the ceremony is today at 4, but they don't know where. Uh and we have this like voicemail and we put it up on MySpace if maybe you want to help. Uh and the the voicemail uh I think what was like kind of a riddle with coordinates that led them to a location in Santa Monica. <clears throat> yes which they didn't go to yeah but you get you get a nikki bauer video where she went to the location yeah it was weird seeing a nikki bauer video in the middle of all of this i mean i guess it makes like, sense you tie her into everything going on but yeah and so the weird thing about the this video is that they we're ostensibly filmed live because in the second one they're like did anybody figure out the the voicemail yet and they're like no the forum is still like trying to crack it and like work on it and they were like communicating in real time with the forum oh and it i was didn't like i didn't realize that and it was like ostensibly influencing what was happening in the finale that's cool i mean i guess that's why if they're like, well, they haven't figured it out yet, so we need to stall for time. So I guess we'll get it back into relationship drama and have the two girls here be like, we feel like you care more about Bree than you care about us. 
And then the other guys are just like, yeah, yeah. The show's called Lonely Girl 15. This is about free. Yeah. And then, so like at the beginning of the video, they're like, well, the forum's still figuring out. And you like see one of them on the laptop. And then at the end of the video, they're like, hey, they figured it out. Like, we have to be there by 11, which does, which like it was then nine. So they ostensibly had time. Right. But then they were like, oh, no, we're being chased by the order. Right. And then they get chased by one of the order goons who causes a car crash, which was, if they're filming this live for release, surprisingly well shot and edited for something that's like for release in an hour. I feel like they might not have filmed it like live live, but they must have filmed it only like a little bit ahead of time. Sure. Or if they were like, we know that there's going to be a car crash at some point in this. Yeah. So like we'll film this now and then we can cut between that and to later like when we do that. That that, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, that checks out. And, and then at the end of that video, they're like, hey, whoever is around and like in this area, if you can meet up with Nikki Bauer at like this location uh, and find whatever we're supposed to get there and give it to us, that would really help. Yeah, I know that Nikki Bauer shows up with someone. Um, I think his name's Jerry from the forums. Yes. I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be a, like, a plant or not. Like, if they were an NPC. No, he was, he was, like, a real forum member. Okay. Because I will his inclusion in the video and, like, the filmmaking from a standpoint felt more professional than just, like, I'm an, I'm a forum goer hanging out and, like, doing a live event with the crew. I thought it was really well done, especially, you know, it's really well done no, for wait, a maybe... random forum member. Wait, maybe he wasn't. Hang on. Hold on. It felt, I'm, it, I'm going, I'm going deep. I'm going deep into the into the <laughs> wiki here. To me, it uh, felt very much like uh, like when uh, during the John dies at the end ARG, when our good friend Danger Dude showed up with someone else for a uh, a dead drop at San Diego Comic Con, where they were like, "Hey, I filmed some stuff uh, for our event. This is what happened." Uh, me and our buddy Sean showed up at this thing at Comic-Con, and this is what we found. Okay, so he was a forum user and a fan of the show who got who was like a, a big person on the forums and got kind of looped in as a character. Okay. Um, and then reappears in season three, apparently. Okay. As an, accom- as an accomplice of Sarah. <gasps> Jerry, no. <laughs> evil jerry evil jerry my least favorite rick and morty character god <laughs> um so yeah so so there's a nikki bauer video where she shows up to like the pier where they're supposed to meet deep throat uh and jerry also shows up and she's like hey i got this note from like deep throat's accomplice uh, and it is like a riddle with numbers that is leading to another location. Uh, and then Daniel gets it because the foreign people posted it online. And I, there is truly nothing on here that tells me what these numbers are supposed to mean. 
<laughs> the problem is that, like, there is a page with all of the puzzles on it, but, uh, the, when it gets to the, the season finale, it's like, someone please edit these in later. <laughs> <laughs> Footage not found. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's been thirteen years. Someone please do it. <laughs> I'm begging you. This four part series is really just us putting out a plea to ask you all to update uh, these eight pages of the wiki. If you all could go back and do that, that'd be great. We'll re <laughs> we'll re record this episode later so that we're good to go. It's literally like just those two. Like it <laughs> the most like important pick... <laughs> the most important puzzles in the ARG are the ones that are undocumented. Yeah, like it picks up immediately after that with like the season 2 stuff. Oh my god. But the season 1 finale is like this article is a stub. It's short and lacking information. Please expand it. Incredible. Like <sighs> Why? <laughs> Why have you done this? Why does the wiki have extensive information about literally everything except this one thing? They're like, someone update the uh, the puzzle pages, and they're like, excuse me, I'm too busy recording hats. <laughs> I'm too busy making this page about every single time the color orange comes up. <laughs> gonna note every time they're at a beach god beaches are bad by the way <laughs> um it's I, I i love in these videos the uh because they, they hole up in this warehouse for like three videos and one of the videos is just them going from like great we're locked in one office we need to move and they're like great there's we're starting to move through these like like deeper offices in the in this uh, warehouse and then they're like ah shit this door in the back is locked let's find a different room to barricade ourselves in so they barricade themselves in a bathroom uh and they're like great now we're just gonna wait here i guess and then nikki bauer shows up and she and jerry take out the highly trained assassin guy um who does nothing but walk at them very menacingly um, <laughs> yeah and then they take him out by hitting him in the back of the head with a fire hydrant and then they're like, they go through the office parts and they're like, ah, this must be the room where they're holed up. And I thought, okay, so are they going to knock or are they going to call out to them? Or are they going to like, you know, how are we going to get these kids' attention? And it turns out she just tries to like break into the door and they all hold the door off. And it's like, this is the worst possible thing you could do right now. So wait, these had to have been filmed at least semi-live because... The, uh, they had a note that led to a dead drop at a very specific time. And then they were like, well, someone from the forum should go and get the thing that we're supposed to get at the dead drop. And then that person from the forum shows up in like two videos after that. Gotcha. What? Okay, cool. All right. So what was the dead drop? So we're talking about how the fact that, uh, they like did like a time sensitive thing. They were like, Hey, we have to meet this person at 11 a.m. and then they told people to be at that location at 11 a.m. and then they filmed one of the people from the forums actually showing up like 
they had to have filmed at least some of this live Mm -hmm. or else that would not have been able to happen. Right. And that's how they met up with Jerry? Yeah. The secret, secret mole? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I guess that would explain, like, we're going to hang out in a different room in the abandoned place for another hour, and the highly trained secret super soldier didn't find us yet, even though we're all being incredibly loud. Yeah, so I feel like at least the Nikki Bauer videos were filmed live. Yeah, at least. They still have to at least have part of the cast there, because the cast is there when they like open the warehouse door. Right. I don't know. Either way, it it turned out pretty cool. It it did seem like it was stretching like uh like twenty like the, the old T V show twenty four style, like how much could actually happen in an hour or like how much doesn't happen in an hour. It kinda seemed to stretch that a bit, but it did it felt, you know, like things were happening in quote unquote real time and being released at a on a real ish time. Um, I thought that that, it turned out pretty, on a technical level, I thought it turned out pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. It felt like it was more than just like, here are 12 episodes that we've recorded and we're going to release them one after another. It felt like there was more going on that like needed to be edited and added and included as it was going. I thought I, I liked it a lot on that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And it was also posted across like a bunch of the different YouTube channels. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the the timeline we're working off of has a like an acronym for which channel they were on as they go up. We've got like some that go up on the uh, you know Taylor and Sarah's channel, some that went up on Daniel, some that went up on Jonas, uh, one that went up on Nikki, one that went up. It's really yeah, it's cool. It's really weird that none of them went up on the main channel. Yeah, now that you say that, that, yeah. I mean, I guess at this point, Brie isn't doing anything with any channels because, like, all of the stuff coming out of that channel are the Hymn of One videos, I guess. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense in-universe, but it is odd that, like, you'd think they'd put, like, the final one on that channel or something like that. Yeah, it is, it is really strange. So then the pe- so the people in the forums solved the thing, but they don't actually say in the video or on the wiki what the solution is to like the <laughs> second location. Yeah. And they're like, Well, we're here in this airplane hangar because Daniel went to the location and got this address. <laughs> so maybe they didn't solve it and so they they were like working around it. They were like, Yeah, so we uh Oh. Huh? Yeah, I wonder I wonder if that was the case. Where it was like, we definitely solved it, but we don't, A, we don't want to tell you all what the solution was, and B, we don't want to, like, I don't know, we can't say that, like, y'all figured it out. So maybe, I don't know. Anyways, you get the cool shot of them all running out of the (laughs) warehouse together. Yeah, and then they, they go to the airplane hangar, and they're like, well, this is just an empty warehouse, or, like, an empty building. Uh, and then... I guess Nikki just leaves. Yeah, she just, like, leaves after her two videos. I never... She, like, films two videos, saves them, and just, like, 
fucks off. All right, kids, you have fun in the most important part of the mission. Me, your 22-year-old mom's going to hang out back here and chill. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I, I get it. I I understand why they wouldn't have wanted an extra character muddling up the works yeah and as far as this goes and i maybe they they'd filmed all of that beforehand too yeah so yeah uh. yeah then they show up in the uh the abandoned where, where was the building i didn't really catch where the last place they were was so they're they're in an airplane hangar because they're like our contact gave us the address for this airplane hangar but there's nothing here uh, and then Spencer figures out that like this list of numbers that their contact gave them is actually frequencies of like n- musical notes. Yes. And then he plays the musical notes, and it opens up a trap door right. that leads that drops them underground. <laughs> And then they open the next video and they're like, well, now we're in this medical facility because we played like six notes and it dropped us into uh, just like this underground maze. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The underground maze. That's right. I was by the end of it. I was like, where, where are, where is this underground maze that they're running through? Um, it's under an airplane hangar. And I have to wonder if this is how everyone has to get into it. <laughs> It's like the old uh, the old video game question where it's like does does every time that the the boss wants to go to his office does he have to like go to the first floor airplane hangar to pick up the red key then go up to the second floor left hand side to pick up the blue key so that he can like use that to get around to the right side to turn off the lasers and then get in there to use the skull key on the final door like or does he have his own workaround Yeah like do they just like have like an actual entrance or like a garage where they like leave their cars that just like walk into the facility. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they went to the building next door, they would have just found the stairs. <laughs> Does the order have like a parking garage? <laughs> <laughs> so we wonder. Like it's go ahead. It just seems super inefficient that like this is the way you have to enter your like top secret medical facility is like you go into like an abandoned warehouse and play a tune. Yeah. Who brought the flute? Frank, did you bring the flute? <laughs> Frank, you had one job. Does anyone have garage band on their phone or I don't oh know. Oh my god. Any of us sing? So yeah, so they end up in this in this like underground these like underground tunnels that are very clearly just like a hallway that they filmed somewhere. Yes, they they played the uh, elegy of emptiness, and then they were able to access the secret tunnels. Uh, and they find that there are like doctors' offices, and they see Bree, and then Jonas gets attacked. Yeah, Jonas is like they're like Jonas, you can't just break in. We don't know who's in that room, and they're like yeah. That makes sense. And Jonas is like, I wish I brought my gun. And then immediately <laughs> after, some dude just comes out of nowhere and stabs him. And then Daniel stabs the guy to death. Yeah, Daniel just, like, tackles the dude, grabs his knife, and just, like, stabs him to death. And it's like, oh, went beast mode on him. Holy shit. And you see, 
And then, like, you see it happen on camera, yeah. which is wild. The video ends with, like, a 30-second clip of this dude just dying after getting stabbed. It's fucking brutal. And I watched that, and I immediately put... I immediately said, you did it really just kills a guy, huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, just really gets up in there with a knife. Like, what a... What a weird tone shift. <laughs> Im- I mean, I guess not. Imme- I guess not that much, but but like immediately after the video where they play the the they play the mystery song to open the secret track door to the underground tunnels. It's a wild tonal shift to go like, and then we just fucking stab a dude. <laughs> yeah. And then the next episode is gonna be um, like Jonas thinking he's bleeding out, having what he thinks is his last conversation with Taylor. <laughs> Oh, I love that one because Taylor, like, doesn't even try to comfort him, really. She's just like, ooh, oof, oh, that looks really bad. You're bleeding so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I do like, they, so they, I do love it. They introduce the, a scientist character, which means that he can immediately explain any, like, scientific or medical or anything that happens to any character. Because the next video is he's just like, oh, uh, it just, uh, it looks like the wound like only glanced off of your ribs and it's only bleeding because it hit an artery in your skin. And A, that's not how blood works (laughs) or how arteries work. B, if it did nick an artery, it's a much worse problem than like, potentially could be a worse problem than like an actual stabbing into you. Like if it hits an artery, but we're just saying words at this point. Yeah, and like, also in, at the very end of that Taylor and Jonas video, Daniel just like walks in and is like, the shadows are gone, let's go. <laughs> Daniel's like, yeah, we're good. Can you get up? And Jonas like, yeah, I can get up. They're like, great, let's keep going, buddy. And they never explain what happened to the rest of the shadows, which I'm choosing to believe means that Daniel killed Daniel them Daniel stabbed them all to death. It is so funny that they built them up as this, like, huge threat. They were like, these guys will murder you. They're on steroids. And Daniel just, like, stabs one of them. And it... Yeah. <laughs> it kills him. Their their weaknesses are bodily harm. <laughs> their weaknesses are knives. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and fire extinguishers. Uh, oh. So many... It's just... It, Go ahead. It really is, like... They didn't want to, like, they were like, all right, we want these, like, really big, scary dudes to come after our characters, but, like, we can't go too dark with it. We'll <laughs> just have our boy stab one to death. <laughs> we'll just have Daniel stab them to and death. And film him bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Oi. So then we get the second to last video in which they're like, great, time to move back to, like getting Bree and then they like go into a hallway where they see that Bree is hooked up to some kind of like medical device like you know they, they see like down the hallway that she's hooked up to a medical device and then there's like an old dude in a like hospital bed next to her and then Bree just flatlines and dies and the crew yells no and they like rush toward the 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 room that they're in and then a doctor like no one acknowledges that the kids are there 
And then... A, yeah, they just, like, shut the a door. A doctor literally just, like, shuts the door. And then that's it. Bree died. They just, like... Like, the closest you can get to off-camera while still being on camera. Yeah, they just, like, are... They just, like, shut the door and Jonas and Daniel are, like, weakly slapping at the door. Yeah, no! They closed a small wooden door in our faces. Also, Jonas has been patched up, which means he can do whatever he wants now, because this is... Yeah, he's know. just, like, fine. Yeah, it's only a gut knife wound. Um, um, but and I I believe the reason that they killed Brioff is because the actress, like, wanted to leave the show and, like, do other stuff. I can't imagine why. I mean, I know that... <laughs> so I was reading one of the one of the bits of trivia and it was on the the last episode where it says that like she cried while recording her part for it because she realized like quote it would be my last episode and i wasn't even in it yeah um which is sad in its own right um but like i definitely get wanting to like get out of the web-based series you've been in for a little while that is not as popular as it used to be and is now like kind of winding down um yeah so so then so then we get like the last two episodes of the season and one is just like they're on the beach and like jonas is fine now i guess uh and they have a big fight yeah it's just like everyone fighting about everything because like and and like daniel's mad at jonas and because because it went wrong like I definitely get being frustrated that things went wrong. Yeah. But then Taylor, like Taylor records a message about how like, man, I liked Jonas and I wanted Jonas to like me, but I knew that he would never not like Bree. So I guess that's never going to happen. I just want, I, she says something really fucked up, which is like, I wanted to be there when he found out she was going to die. Because I wanted him to know that I was still there, too. But he doesn't know that. He loves her too much. So I'm gonna leave. And then Sarah's like, Brie didn't even love Daniel and he loved her so much. So what the fuck am I doing here? And I'm like, is this really the character beats we're going with? That's also, like, super fucked up. Like, Daniel and Sarah have a fight. And, like, Daniel's, like, right... And he is rightfully, like... I want my friend back. Like, this sucks. Uh, and Sarah's like, well, Brie, I guess you won. Daniel was always yours. Yeah, wherever. Even though you're a ghost now. She says wherever you are, which is wild. Because it's like, are you... A, did you forget she just died? B, are you like, I don't know, maybe you're... <laughs> you got him, even though you're in hell. Like, I don't know what she's getting at, but it really doesn't work. It's buck wild. It comes off as like it's like very yeah petty and like we better we like we better resolve the love triangle in the finale after watching our main character die. It's wild. Yeah, if you like read the the YouTube comments on this video, a bunch of people are like, "What is happening? What is wrong with Sarah and Taylor?" Yep. It doesn't help that they go into very much, like, marriage story style, it's time for my monologue now. Like, there's no conversations, it's just, like, everyone monologuing at each other. 
yeah it's it's really weird uh... and then there's the last video where they get a delayed voicemail from Bree being like, hey, it was actually all my plan to rejoin the Order. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna protect you all, so I need you all to protect the other girls that they're going after. And it's like, oh, we're setting up an Avengers-style thing. Yeah, like, the so season two and season three are them, like, finding other trait-positive girls and, like, trying to protect them from the Order. Spoilers, a bunch of them also die. I can't imagine they don't. <laughs> they got the teen angst adventure squad ready to back them up <laughs> like a like comical amount of them <laughs> uh. but in in season two there's also like a, a resistance that like turns out to be fake and it's like a psyop by the order to like trick people which is kind of cool that's neat yeah um and they like put out puzzles um, and you find out, I guess, that Jonas's parents are alive. I thought, I thought that we, maybe I'm forgetting stuff, but I thought that we knew that his parents were alive, but then he started talking mm-hmm. about them being dead. And then yes. we were, and then they were like, actually, your parents are alive. And I was like, we already pulled this twist. Yeah, we know that his parents were, like, lost at sea. Yeah. Uh, and at one point he's like, I don't think that they're dead. But then way later in season one, he's like, my dad is also dead, Spencer. Yeah, Alex was like, well, your parents are still alive. Like, point blank told him, like, they're alive. They're out there. We should search for them. And in the beginning of these set of episodes, he was like, I don't know why we're focusing on finding this girl um the one that disappeared not jess julie jen yeah ju yeah julie jules jules yeah jules um i don't know why we're, we're searching for juniper when we could be finding my parents and i was like that's a like he was like and i know that's selfish to ask and i was like yeah that's a reasonable like a reasonable selfish thing to think um but then later on he's like yeah my parents are dead too and i was like hold on i thought that we were on the same page about the parents being alive yeah i think that like he's got there's sh- even a go ahead there's even like a note on that video that's like in on the wiki that's like jonas's parents aren't canonically dead so we don't know what he's talking about here <laughs> they're like and beyond that they're like canonically like confirmed alive a subject of mystery like it i I don't know it was very frustrating it was like we've had this twist before yeah it is it's very weird did the schrodinger's parents just depending on what you need out of the episode they're either alive or dead yeah uh also in mid season two i think uh there was like they did like a uh, another like multi-part event that was like a Lonely Girl 15 prom. What? I want to show you the, just some of the promo images from it because they're really funny. Oh my god. Well, I recognize some of these people. I love the guy pointing a gun at Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, and then there's... Uh, and they, is that Lucy? Because there's a blonde woman with uh, sunglasses. Yeah, it's Lucy. Yeah. Her only defining characteristics. And they, like, marketed it as, as like, hey, we're going to do this, like, cool throwback 80s prom, and also a character is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> And then they introduce a new character who's like, hey, I'm here for this. And then she dies or something. As it always goes. It was it was, it was one of the trait positive girls. Okay, uh, that but checks. But it was, it, was, it was a trait positive girl who was confirmed to be Bree's biological sister. Ah. Fun. So I got... I don't know what more there is to say about um, Lonely Girl 15. I don't know either. Um, I'm glad it's dead. I hope it stays dead. They keep trying to bring it back, but it never quite <laughs> sticks. I don't know. That's Lonely Girl 15. Uh, what do you think overall? I feel like our opinions on the show as a whole are kind of known at this point. Yeah, we... Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's got some good concepts... And there's things that it does well that I like, but as as a whole, I don't think that it stands up to the test of time. I completely agree. I think that there's a lot of cool things that it tried to do, and some of them it executed on well. I, I, I think that there's... I think part of my aversion to it is kind of the, like, Seinfeld is unfunny principle, where it's like a fundamental thing that laid the groundwork for a lot of works that came afterwards um, to the point where the original just looks kind of bad in comparison. Um, I'm sure yeah. there's a, some of that in uh, my feeling on, on part of the show in that, like it laid the groundwork for um, some versions of this vlog themed multi-character works that like shared universes and went from there. That's all pretty cool in a vacuum. I think it's neat that they did it and started it. I just don't think they do it in a very compelling way. Um, and I would love to see... I, 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 I feel like I would like other people's iterations on that more than I like the Lonely Girl formula. I agree. Yeah, I would, I would like to see kind of a, someone try to do a very like similar plot to this on like modern YouTube. Yeah, I... I want, yeah, like I know that we joked on the top of the show about what would today's Lonely Girl look like, uh, but I would actually like to see it. I think that would be neat to try and work together. Yeah. I mean, obviously you would have to make it clearly fictional from the start, but... Would you? Well, maybe not. I think he could... I don't know. I, I think I, I, I feel like I feel like you could do a lot of stuff with it. I feel like um, I don't know. I know that there's there are some things that clearly like owe inspiration to Lonely Girl 15. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Everyman Hybrids crew like knew about or had seen Lonely Girl going into it because there's it kind of cribs a bit from that. Uh, it's a little different in that like they're starting a show, quote unquote, when they start their thing, but they start incorporating things like here's a girl vlogging in response to it. Um, that's how damsels introduced into this show, things like that. Um, you get characters starting off doing their own thing that slowly formed together into a cohesive whole. Like that stuff's all kind of cool. Um, I just don't think it works out in a very satisfying way here. 
Uh, I agree. I think, like I said, I think there's stuff that it does well. Like it's 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 occasionally very funny and very smart, but it's just not a good cohesive story. Yeah, the the times where it's funny and smart don't happen often enough that it feels like it's on purpose, which feels like a mean thing yeah. to say. But like, I I feel like they they, it's a show that feels like when it when it when it swings. It kind of misses more than it hits, but it still hits sometimes. The problem is that I feel like the show's trying to, like, bunt a lot instead of swinging, and it's still missing when it bunts. Does that metaphor yes. make any sense? No, I'm I'm with you. Um, yeah. I do want to shout out the puzzles in this last segment, though, because there's... Even when it when it turned into an ARG that the players don't really solve, it's just like an in-universe ARG. The puzzles are actually still pretty cool. I like those. Um, I like the the order of one videos that you have to decode by like you know, let's look at what gets said and see if we can't do it. Oh, the last letter of each or the last word of each sentence, the first letter of it spells out a message. That stuff's really cool. It's done really well. The videos are well produced and they hit a good vibe for me. I think that that um I I I think that I've learned from doing the show that I want to make an ARG that just has the same vibe as um Spectacular Organic and those videos. Uh but I ha- have to find a way to do it without it being directly about a cult. Uh I don't know that that's possible, but like <laughs> I like that vibe and I like the solutions to those puzzles. They feel really fun. Um, so overall, yeah, it turns, turns out we don't really like, I was about to say overall, what, 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 what are we rating? Yeah. Overall, what are we rating Lonely Girl 15, Marn? God, I don't, I don't even know. I'm giving it 15 sad Lonely Girls out of a hundred. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can get behind it. No, maybe out of 50. I think that out of a hundred is really harsh. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's fine when it fires on its bigger cylinders. It works sometimes, but doesn't always and I wish it was not that I wish there was more of it, but I wish it was more, if that makes any sense. I Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It sounds mean to say I wish they tried harder, but I wish they ha- it, it feels like a lot was left on the cutting room, not cutting room floor, but like, I don't know. It feels like it spun its wheels a whole lot. Yeah, I agree. Do you, we want to get into recommendations this week? Oh my god, I, I, I again have not been consuming that much media. I don't even know what my recommendation for this week is going to be, but yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, boy, what an episode. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go first for recommendations then? Yeah, go for it. Sure. Um, so this week, my recommendation um, is... A, I've been watching a lot of One Piece. Um, I know that that's one of the most popular media franchises in the world, so it doesn't really need me shouting it out to advertise for it, but uh, One Piece is good. Um, secondly, I started reading last night um, a... I think I'm sniping your recommendation, but uh, this is... Martin, this is going to sound really weird coming out of my mouth. Um, I started reading a group of stories on No Sleep, um about a campground um that is like 
it's not an ancient place. If it's an ancient place, it gets uh, it's too evil. Um, but it's an old place, and so there are a lot of spirits and things happening there. Um, so the set of stories follows like the rules of what goes on at the campground and like what you can and can't do in order to make sure the spirits or whatever don't take you um they're very smartly written very uh interestingly laid out um, and they interconnect with each other really well it feels like uh scp uh at a campground um which is a very cool vibe that it goes for it's all from the point of view of like the park manager that owns the place and knows all the shit that goes down and has to like take care of, you know, people when they get too involved with the spirits or whatever. Um, it's a very cool group of stories. What are they called, Marn? Uh, oh my gosh. I don't actually remember like the formal title of them. I've just been calling them like the haunted campground stories. Cause that's kind of how everyone on Reddit calls them. Uh, they're, from a group that's called like or a person that's uh like goat something yeah the user the username is fainting goat and i think it's like goat something campground is like the official name yeah um so fainting goats campground stories are incredible on the uh, the no sleep subreddit um they are um creepy and I don't know the the word for it. I they're not scary, quote unquote, but they are like unnerving and deal with horror themes, which is where yeah, I like, like to be. They're like unsettling. Yeah, like un- yeah, they're unsettling without being like terrifying and they are um cool like horror and like you know, bad shit adjacent enough that I enjoy them. Yeah, I I really like them. I think that it has some of like the most creative like original creatures and monsters out of like anything that I've read on No Sleep. There's a really cool one. I think it's the second one about um a group called the Dancers that's really cool. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I'm not very far into them, so like take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Maybe they all fall to shit, but I really doubt they do. I really yeah, no, I really, really like good. the writing so far that I've read from there. They're very good, and I like them a lot. Um, My recommendation for this week is a film that I was thinking about yesterday because I was reading an essay about it. Uh, It is a documentary called Shirkers, um, and it's about uh, this filmmaker, Sandy Tan, who made a, like, indie film called Shirkers with two of her friends in Singapore when they were in high school. Uh, and this, like, film teacher that she was very close with, uh, and then the film teacher, like, fucked off and stole the entire film. Oh, damn. Um, and it's about basically her as an adult, like, interviewing her friends and, like, about this film that they made that doesn't exist anymore and, like, the process that, like, went into developing it and filming it and, like, what happened and why this teacher like stole the entire film and it's really interesting and I have been meaning to rewatch it. I think I, I first watched it like a year ago. It's just a really, really, really good documentary. Interesting. Is that, can you say the title again real quick? Cause I can't make, is it Sharkers? 
Shirkers. S-H-I-R-K-E-R-S? Yep, and it's okay. on Netflix. I thought you said Sugars at first, and then I heard Sharkers, and I was like, is it Shirkers? What? <laughs> I got you. Shirkers on Netflix. That sounds really cool. I'd love to check that out. Yeah, it's really good. It's uh, it's super... It's super interesting. Um, they did so. Part of the reason why they they made the film was that uh, the the teacher who like vanished died, and uh, his his ex wife emailed Sandy Tan and was like, "I have like, hey, I have the footage, but I don't have any of the audio tracks." So the documentary has a bunch huh. of the footage in it. Wild. That's really cool. I'm think i'm gonna stream today but then i'm gonna check that out tonight that sounds really cool it's wild i have like a whole little like netflix and hulu list of just like wild documentaries that i watched in the past couple years that i really want to revisit hell yeah and shirkers is one of them cool uh sounds good to me um yeah well with that i think that's gonna do it for us I think so, too. All right. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us on the show, uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at uh, Argonauts Pod. Or if you want to find us individually, I am at AC Sherman Writes. I am at Corpse Survivors. Uh, And if you want to send us a message that we will definitely read, uh, you can send it our way at ArgonautsPodcast at gmail.com. We read everything that comes in, even if we don't always respond in a timely manner. Um we also have a patreon if you wanted to join so you can find that at a uh, patreon.com that's p-u-h-t-r-a-y-i-n.com if you want to make the same mistakes i do just renewed that uh that uh url which feels really good uh you can also find us at patreon uh, if you search for the argonauts podcast um also i've got something to uh i've got something to to plug um i just released a new game it is called pizza heroes it is a um it is a storytelling game that uses a deck of cards uh, to tell the story of a pizza delivery. The game begins when you literally order a pizza, and the game ends when you all uh, decide to put down the game to go eat the pizza after it arrives. Um, and you it's use really cards good. to tell the story of what happened on that delivery and who uh, you and your pizza hero ran into along the way. Um, I think it's a great game that you should check out. It's available on my Itch.io page. It currently costs the same amount as a Pizza Hut big uh, big box dinner, uh, which is a lot to pay for a storytelling game. So you can get it cheaper if you grab it. Part of the locally sourced Michigan bundle. Um, a bunch of Michigan game designers got together and did a game jam bundle. Um, so for about a dollar a game, you can pick up a bunch of video and tabletop games uh, in that bundle. Uh, it's a much cheaper way to get a hold of uh, Pizza Heroes and a bunch of other great games. Yeah, um, and next week we are going to be doing a special guest episode. It is a special guest episode. It does feature a Jeff. It is not the same Jeff that we were trying to get to come on Argonauts, but we got a Jeff, and I'm very excited to talk to them. Yes, but uh, please do keep Jeff Go on Argonauts going, because it is working out for us. Yes. We're, we're getting <laughs> we'll just... Jeffs left and right. Hashtag. We'll just cycle through Jeffs until we get the right one. <laughs> hashtag jeff go on argonauts but yeah i think uh i think that's gonna do it for us i think that's the end of our plugs unless you had anything else marn uh i don't all right well in that case that's a digital web series with an interactive element on a multimedia scale from multiple vantage points baby
Hey Don, you know what's better than a psychosexual show about an anthropomorphic introverted wolf in love with a promiscuous rabbit who also might want to eat her? No, I, I don't. Nothing? I mean, unless there were a podcast talking about a show about an anthropomorphic introverted wolf in love with a promiscuous rabbit who also might want to eat her, and was hosted by a lovely woman like myself and her dear childhood friend. I can't think of anything more derivative. Shut up! I mean, you're right. Come join us on the Cherryton School Report, a podcast about the anime Beastars. A show about, well, you get it. Fur, fun, terrible animal puns. Part of the Orange Groves Podcast Network. New episodes Mondays. Hooroo! Beast on! They don't say that. They should.